This fucking guy. Hello, my crepe Suzettes. Welcome to This Fucking Guy, a podcast about self-care. If self-care is one long scream into the void. Here's where we use expletives and alcohol to emotionally process the creeps, jerks, and dick weasels that compose the shitty elevator music of our lives. I would fight Thomas Jefferson in a Denny's parking lot, Ren Martinez. And I would challenge James K. Polk to a dance battle, Ginger Golub. Anyway, how you doing, Gingy? <laughs> I am, you know, I, I'm quarantine normal. How are you? You know, it's not the worst week that I've had of the last all worst weeks. Um, <laughs> I made snickerdoodles last weekend. And oh, girl. Yes, they came out beautiful. They came out perfect. Like, they just had this beautiful, like, not crunch, but and softness. And it was just perfect amount of, it was beautiful. My husband is a snickerdoodle fanatic. So he straight up was like, this is why I married you. Your snickerdoodles are officially my third favorite cookies, which is extremely high praise. Like, I'm diabetic. I can't do fuck all about any of it. But, you know, in my heart, in my heart, it is, for some reason, don't be mad at... No, that's not true. I was going to say Nestle Tollhouse Slice and Bakes, but my boyfriend, fiancé, husband has come up with uh, a sort of dupe bake that tastes just like that but i can feel more superior when i well there you go these are fresh made my husband Mm. made them Mm. Mm. what ingredient is maple syrup uh for me the big secret with my sticker noodles not that it's a secret but you always gotta do your wet ingredients and your dry separate like you gotta you gotta keep them separate until everything's constituted then you pour the flour mixture with everything in the sun it's just you got it and then you put them in no one likes a moist flour and then you put them in the fridge this was also a mistake when because usually like i start i make them and i dip them in their sugary cinnamon goodness and then i put them on the pan and then i put them in the oven and then like i wait until those are out and then i use that pan again and the problem is i wasn't putting the dough in the fridge in between so the butter was starting to melt. So that's the trick. You got to keep that dough cool. And then you get beautiful fluffy cookies. So following this segue into the world of baking. Hi, everyone. Do you want to tell me about this fucking guy? Well, I would. But I need to know if there's anything you need to scream into the void. Only my love for your snickler do. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take that again so I actually pronounce snickerdoodles right. Love for your snickerdoodles. Let's go, bitch. <laughs> you know what? That's fine. We're screaming into the void that cookies are the fucking best. And Sometimes I scream with delight. Yes, that's true. These violent delights have snickerdoodle ends. But you know what? That's fair. Let's get some therapy. Okay, Ren. Why don't you tell me about this fucking guy? So, Ginger, Mm. I love a meme. That you do. Whether it's silly images of possums or dad jokes, TikTok dances, grumpy cat, or just yeet. (laughs) I am someone who is subsumed in internet culture and well-versed 
in the language of memes. According to Wikipedia, a meme is an idea, behavior, or style that spreads by means of imitation from person to person within a culture and often carries symbolic meaning representing a particular phenomenon or theme. So it's kind of analogous to genes in that memes carry cultural ideas Mm -hmm. rather than biological ones. Whatever. N.A. genes, not pants genes. Yes. But the point is, things like cats are a meme. And Bohemian Rhapsody is a meme. But memes are more than just listening to Hamster Dance on repeat. They also transmit information and social attitudes in engaging, humorous, and even confrontational ways. They can also carry really fucking shitty ideas, such as Pepe the Frog. A meme uh, that, yeah, a meme co-opted by white supremacists. The use of Pepe the Frog and other racist memes is meant to engage an audience without explicitly stating their message, because most people balk away from someone who says, I'm a racist, outright. But when you use these memes, uh, white supremacists can engage with people in these racist and misogynistic ideas just implicitly. So hmm. that's a whole just- thing. Just scoot that racism in with a depressed frog. Just sneak it right in there. But memes can also be used to carry ideas of progressivism, to actively combat hate speech and discrimination, to undermine and humiliate the very idea that things like racism or homophobia is acceptable in today's society. And there is one meme that has become truly iconic in toppling entitlement, confronting bias... And challenging those who would yell at retail workers. You ever heard of a Karen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I knew it was either like I knew you were gonna either go with Karen or OK Boomer, and I was <laughs> honestly happy with either one. Well, Karen holds a special place in my heart. Explain the concept of a Karen for those for those like three listeners who are not also avid meme enthusiasts. Right. Well, Karen is known for her renowned haircut and her demands to speak to your manager. She's an international meme sensation, a meme sation. And a Karen is not a specific Karen. No, I, I mean a Karen is a meme. It is a word used to represent an idea. Like a Mary Sue. Right. In this case, Karen is the quintessential mean girl. A Regina George of epic proportions. But old. But old. Typically. 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 It's the word you use to describe the lady screaming at the Starbucks barista for not putting in enough foam. The woman who cannot understand why you won't reimburse her coupon that expired three years ago. And the mother of Leighton's and Michaela's, who will not stop her little monsters from screaming in the middle of the movie theater, because that would stifle their creativity. Along with OK Boomer, so, see, mm-hmm. I brought it, mm-hmm. it's in here. Eh? Karen, as well as Becky and Chad and other such names, they represent an attitude of entitlement, an utter lack of self-awareness, and more specifically, privilege. And it's this relation to privilege that has gotten the use of Karen into a hotbed of controversy as of late. 
Hilariously. Hilariously. But let's go back to the beginning. There's some debate as to how the meme Karen got started. Some possible origins include the, oh my god, Karen, you can't just ask someone why they're white. (laughs) From Mean Girls. Some people cite this character Karen from the 1989 film Goodfellas. Um, It It wasn't that one. Yeah, I don't. I no. remember Goodfellas, but it's not exactly part of my lexicon. That's not why. You know? I have my own theory, but I want to hear I want to hear the rest of yours first. Well, it also may be a reference to a bit from Retaliation, the 2005 Dane Cook comedy album. An album that I actually owned at the time because mm. I was at my peak, not like other girls phase. <laughs> at the cutting edge of Dane Cook. Well, in the bit, he explains that there's always one person in a group of friends that you hate. Oh, I've heard this bit. Which I didn't think that I would because I am not a Dane Cook enthusiast. I was at my very somehow I'm not like other girls phase and was listening to Woody Allen. At the same time you were listening to Dane Cook, that also has not aged well. You and I were... Very different, not like other girls in high school. (laughs) Just very different brands. So his quote basically is, Every group has a Karen, and she's always a bag of douche. And when she's not around, you just look at each other and say, God, Karen, she's such a douchebag. That's the bit. Yeah. However, the term really started becoming popularized on Reddit. Thanks to a Redditor who was known for posting hilariously bitter diatribes about his ex-wife, which ended up inspiring the subreddit, Fuck You Karen. Mm. In an interview with Vox, they actually found the 17-year-old mastermind behind Fuck You Karen, whose name is Karma Cop 97 Oh, bless. Precious. He stated that the subreddit was just to compile the lore behind this guy's relationship, which he viewed as a parody. So it wasn't, it wasn't his relationship. He wasn't somehow married and divorced at 17. No, it was this other poster that was like creating, it was like these really funny stories about mm-hmm. his like shitty ex-wife. This guy was just the curator. He was the curator. The curator of Karen. Of curator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of the Museum of Karen. Um, <laughs> so a few thousand Redditors had subscribed to this uh, subreddit and started making memes based on this poster's uh, diatribes. And eventually that guy, that poster, whatever, whoever he was, deleted their account and made off to internet parts unknown. But the forum kept growing, and the subreddit now boasts over 600,000 subscribers. So that's a lot of people invested in the Karen meme. (laughs) Beginning in at least 2017, Karens have been closely associated with baby boomers, who have been called out by millennials and Gen Z for being close-minded and behind the times. Some of them, hashtag not all boomers, hashtag, but we're still going to use boomer because it's funny. Yeah, because we have, and a lot of you are. Not not you, dear listeners. Not you, dear listeners. But probably at least most of your friends. (laughs) You know somebody who deserves to have an OK Boomer tossed that way. Mm, mm-hmm. On January 20th, 2020, the hashtag and then Karen snapped began trending after one user first tweeted the hashtag with the statement, the apps were cold. 
<laughs> and then other users began using it, tweeting out these increasingly comedic scenarios in which Karen would become even more upset, such as found out that the study they funded to prove vaccines cause autism proved that vaccines don't cause autism. <laughs> and when Karen demanded to speak to the manager and I told her, I am the manager, which is some of my favorite, like some of oh, my favorite customer oh, yes. service moments. You do love reading about customer service moments, and I love hearing about customer service moments from you because you are also a curator of Karen's. Indeed, I am. I will happily take you on a tour. In this exhibit, we shall see the Starbucks Karen. She is the one that has increasingly complicated Starbucks orders and then yells at you about them. It's a delight. I can show you this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But in the end, what truly makes a Karen a Karen? According to Dictionary.com, Karen is a mocking slang term for an entitled, obnoxious, middle-aged white woman. Karen is generally stereotyped as having a blonde bob haircut, immortalized by 2009 Kate Goslin of John and Kate Plus Eight. That's where I was going with all of this. Yes, the haircut was sort of one of the first real memeable things about Karen. Yeah, it is charitable to call that a bob. (laughs) It's like asymmetrical and just with really chunky highlights. It's it's a war crime. Um, Karen's also known for asking to speak to retail and restaurant managers to voice complaints and make demands and being a nagging, sometimes divorced mother. In March 2018, Urban Dictionary user Cody Kojacek, the reason I put that user in is because I knew how to pronounce his name, and I was so fucking proud of myself. I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> it's the only time having Polish relatives has paid off. <laughs> Other than, like, really good vodka. Um, so, posted a definition of Karen as 44, mother of three, blonde, owns a Volvo, annoying as hair, bleh, annoying as hell, wears acrylics 24-7, Currently at your workplace speaking to your manager. I have one quarrel with that description. And that is? She drives a Jeep, not a Volvo. If that's, that, Karen's can also drive a Jeep. If, if mm. You're going into, like, a, a subgroups of Karens, because Karens can absolutely be divided, because there are, like, sort of those outdoorsy Karens that buy Jeeps to only do, go to the mall. I'm thinking more like a 2005 Jeep Grand Cherokee, Kate, re- like real prime Kate Goslin level of SUV kind of thing. I think like Hummers, like yellow Hummers in oh, the mid-2000s. Specific Karen, yeah. That, yeah. That's that's a mean girl Karen that's also wearing like a tracksuit. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like the juicy oh, tracksuits yeah. velour. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. Over time. Karen has evolved into a figure known for her hypocrisy, rudeness for service workers, and anti-science beliefs. A Karen divorces her husband and takes the kids, is a pseudoscientist, anti-vaxxer, flat earther, an MLM participant, an avid user of Facebook to post shitty motivational posts, live, laugh, love, and more. A Karen in the wild won't satisfy all of these attributes, but she can still be a true Karen. Yeah. So some notable Karens. Again, we've, we've kind of described it. Let's make sure we have some examples, right? So, yes. Yes. And these are not all women named Karen. No. 
I don't think that they're all women necessarily. These are, I'm also going to refer to women in this episode. I do talk about dudes a little bit later, just kind of bringing them up. But, um, cause like typically the male Karens tend to be like, I've heard, I've heard Trevor's or Kevin's or Kyle's. So there is a male equivalent. There's absolutely a male equivalent, but just as this fucking guy itself as a term that we use and as a base or Sean is not inherently male, I don't believe that Karen has to be inherently female. And we'll talk about that because I, I think on. there's something inherently female about Karen, but we'll continue and we'll get to that point. I promise. I, I just don't want to accidentally, accidentally wander into misogyny. Well, that's <laughs> that's something we will absolutely discuss. Okay. So, one of these notable Karens include Kids Bob Karen, a woman who went viral for ranting at a Lyft driver who allegedly cut her off in traffic. She is seen sticking her head almost entirely inside the vehicle. Calls says the passenger should apologize for the Lyft driver nearly hitting Karen's kids. Calls the passenger a bitch. Tells her to calm down with this iconic Paul-like motion she does. She does this, like, calm down. Calm down. And when the passenger calls Karen out for saying bitch in front of her own kids, Karen says brightly with all the manic charm of a cocaine addict, they can't hear me because they're listening to Kids Bop. Kids Bop. Another Karen incident involves a woman at a Red Lobster, apparently fed up with waiting for her food to be ready, going berserk and screaming at the staff for a refund. At one point, she's pushed out of the restaurant and tries to force her way back inside, screaming to get her motherfucking money back, and then slaps a female employee in the face. The employee in question then grabs Karen's hair and refuses to let go for like a minute while Karen shrieks apologies. And then once released, Karen suddenly pops up to fight, as if she hadn't just been begging for mercy, screaming that she's been assaulted. That, oh, that really is just the quintessence right there. Mm-hmm. Just, mmm, get that beautiful bean footage. Mm. And then we got Parking Lot Karen, a TikTok that recently went viral, involving a woman physically blocking a car to prevent it from parking. Karen attempts to grab the passenger's camera, like grab her phone, and then proceeds to sit on the side of the car. When called out for this, she says, I'm not sitting on her car, I'm leaning on it. Which is like, prime, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. It's semantics, Karen. <laughs> Towards the end of the video, Karen finally moves at the people in the car, repeatedly state, there are two parking spots open. Two. Go. Get out of here. Now, names being used as pejoratives is not new. Think of calling someone a Scrooge or the phrase, no shit, Sherlock. Names have also been used as racial slurs, such as Patty and Mick in the 19th century for the Irish or Guido for Italians. And then, of course, you have even fictional characters being used as racial stereotypes, such as Uncle Tom and Mammy. In an outstanding Vox article all about the evolution of Karen, the meme, Dr. Nick, a nomenclature scholar and former president of the American Name Society, which is a thing. Did not know that that was society. Want to know how I can join? <laughs> we'll read more in the links. <laughs> he stated that the use of a personal name to refer to an entire group of people is a long-documented cross-cultural linguistic phenomenon that can be attested over many, many centuries. Furthermore, Karen is not alone in receiving this treatment. Basic white names, commonly associated with Middle American white Protestants, are a whole meme industry dedicated to mocking these archetypes. Consider such examples as, they're lesbians, Harold. 
or they're good dogs, Brent. And of course, Becky with the good hair. Ah, Becky with the good hair. Thank you, Beyonce. You've given us so much. Beyonce, this world owes you such a debt. Praise be unto Beyonce. Praise be. She and Anita Hill. Praise (laughs) be. (laughs) And then there are the Chads and Stacys, misogynistic terms used primarily by men's right activists and incels to embody and mock people who conform to what they consider mainstream gender norms and just to be hating on women. Just to hate women, really. But anyway, back to Karen. According to Heather Suzanne Woods, a meme researcher and professor at Kansas State University, which is my dream fucking job. Seriously. (laughs) My God. I I want cards that say, Ren Martinez, meme researcher. (gasps) (laughs) A Karen's defining essence is entitlement, selfishness, and a desire to complain. She demands the world exist according to her standards with little regard to others, and she is willing to risk or demean others to achieve her ends. In another delightful piece for the New York Times, writer Sarah Miller describes her Gen Z experience growing up in a school full of Karens, who all had Scooby-Doo lunchboxes and pools in their backyards and got new Barbies every week, who eventually became, quote, the Karens that have now proudly taken their place in the center of the world stage, the police women of all human behavior. <laughs> it's just pretty fucking accurate. It's the, oh, oh, chef's kiss. Just mwah. On, on one level, though, we've, we've seen all this before. After all, resentment towards the upper middle class, what some might call bourgeoisophobia, which is a real word, and others might call why we need a Marxist revolution, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. has been around since the middle class became a thing. Like all bougie stereotypes before her, Karen is snobby, prudish, and hypocritical. The primary way she manifests her class consciousness is not by being a patron to the arts, as it typically was in the past, but by being aggressively rude to the help. Mm, mm, mm. She's also against science on principle, a strange anti-elitism towards experts while fomenting her belief in her own expertise in elitism. A lot of the, a lot of this is hitting a lot of points for me, like as you're going for the, this certain brand of Southern white Protestant femininity. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're going to get into this, so I'll shut the fuck up. There's just, there's a lot to Karen, actually, as a meme, as a concept. Mm. No better examples, though, have we seen of this particular anti-science Karen than during this current pandemic. Yep. Such as the Karen who attended a protest of Pennsylvania's stay-at-home order, carrying an American flag and announcing, what do I say to your science? I don't believe in your science. (sighs) Then there's the woman in a local Facebook group demanding private medical information about a person in her neighborhood. One viral video from a reopened protest in Denver shows a woman dubbed Quarantine Karen, a middle-aged blonde woman in a USA shirt shouting, Go to China! at healthcare workers blocking her pickup truck in counter-protest. That really... uh, I watched that whole video and that really was a journey. Jesus Christ. It's certainly certainly a rollercoaster of emotion. (laughs) 
None of them good. I'm, I mean, the, it, like, it was sort of this, if I'm thinking of the right video, it was just sort of this protest where um, workers who were off duty were essentially blocking these people who were driving around and doing this, like, protest from their cars, which is its own kind of bananas. But mm-hmm. just, this person was not talking. They were just literally standing there. And this woman has an entire fight with herself. <laughs> she just she just escalates it based on fuck all. Her her own her own inner needs to escalate. It's the stereotypical female version of like a dude punching a wall. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh Carolyn Goodman, the actual mayor of Las Vegas, uh called for the immediate reopening of her city's casinos, offering up her constituents as a control group. To test whether stay-at-home measures are actually effective. She seems fun. She's fun. Criticism included calling Goodman reckless, an actual monster, and a real Karen's Karen. (laughs) Quote, The circumstances of COVID have sharpened the critique. This was said by Leslie Honor, a co-author of Make America Meme Again, the rhetoric of the alt-right, citing an image of a white woman pointing a handgun at the camera with the caption, Open the TJ Maxx. <laughs> Complete side note, have you seen the current photos that have been going viral about dudes who are trying to own the libs about gun control, so they're pointing handguns at their dick? To, to what end? Like, they're, they're, you see pictures of their... Like, no, I know which of end their of their body. I know which end of their body. To what <laughs> philosophical end? I don't... I don't know. I guess they're trying to prove it's. I don't know, man. Because like, I love the Second Amendment the- so much, I'll shoot my dick off. Because <laughs> like a lot of the pictures, they don't have the safety on. Like their fingers on the trigger, which is like primo bad gun safety rules. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go rogue here and endorse this stupid ass trend because if you're if you're the kind of person who is going to do this i absolutely want you to shoot your penis off absolutely shoot your dick off to own the yes that's the only way Mm. we'll learn yep yep but there's more to karen the just anti-science and rudeness towards waitstaff matt shimkowitz a senior editor at Know Your Meme, the online meme encyclopedia which is a thing and i reference it a lot in the show notes um explained that Karen is usually used as pejorative for middle-aged white women. It's almost like they have an entitlement where they're kind of lording their privilege over another. As a meme, Karen really cannot be divorced from its inherent whiteness. Mm. Compare Karen or other basic white names to the famous Key and Peele substitute teacher sketch. (laughs) This sketch, which is fucking hilarious. Please link it in the show notes. Please link a video of it in the show notes. It inverts and calls out the tendency of white people to stigmatize and mock ethnic names by applying that mentality to white names. Using Karen or Chad or Becky or Kevin as pejoratives contains an element of reclamation, especially considered the decades of black names being disparaged and stereotyped. Alicia Sanchez-Gill, a queer Afro-Latinx advocate, explained that Karen was a term created specifically by black women to talk about white women's interpersonal and state violence against us and our communities, 
calling the police on us for getting coffee, threatening to have us fired, talking down to us at work where we're now essential. So not only does the Karen meme need to be understood through this particular evolution, but also as the custom, thanks to social media, of giving white women nicknames that reference their specific brand of racism. Mm. No doubt you've heard of some of these incidents where white women call the cops on black people for existing. You know, incidents that might have just happened within the last 24 or 48 hours. We live in a hellscape. They might not always be called Karen when they go viral, but they are absolutely subgroups of Karen. Oh, yeah. Nicknamed for the racist incidents that brought them to internet fame. There's Permit Patty, Barbecue Becky, Cornerstone Caroline, Pool Patrol Paula, and who could forget Dog Park Debbie, Mm. who enlisted the help of police when a black man's dog humped her dog at the local park. This is a different one. This is a different one from the one that just happened. There's multiple there, dog park Debbies. There's multiple dog park Christ. Debbies. Christ. And again, Debbie had a black man's dog hump her dog and thought that was severe enough to call the cops on him. This, of course, is not to say that there aren't incidents involving white men doing similarly racist things, such as Coupon Carl, the CVS manager who called the police on a black woman after she attempted to use a manufacturer's coupon. (gasps) A truly heinous crime. (laughs) But white women have a unique relationship with racism due to their womanhood, attempting to lean away from the role in white supremacy by highlighting the sexism they suffer, as if their being a woman means they aren't privileged in their whiteness, as if only white men benefit from white supremacy. Mm. Otherwise known as the white feminist. You know those? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a white woman who's a feminist, I'm familiar. Mm-hmm. But we know that white women have a long history of weaponizing their status against black people. Emmett Till was murdered on the ward of a white woman, Carolyn Bryant, who later admitted that her story was a fucking lie. Just mm-hmm. the entire fucking mm-hmm. lie. To Kill a Mockingbird fictionalized this reality with the word of a white woman condemning Tom Robinson to death. Last August, Anna North reviewed Stephanie Joan Rogers' recently published book, They Were Her Property, White Women as Slave Owners in the American South, writing, Jones Rogers makes the case that white women were far from passive bystanders in the business of slavery, as previous historians argued. Rather, they were active participants, shoring up their own economic power through ownership of the enslaved. And while those days are over, nowadays, white women's power is translated into that of the Karen. But recently, there has been a backlash against the use of the Karen. (laughs) Earlier this year, Julie Bindle, a British radical feminist and journalist, tweeted, Does anyone else think that the Karen slur is woman-hating and based on class prejudice? I mean... Just as a side note before you answer, Bindle has also claimed that turf is a slur. Oh yeah, oh I'm sure she has. (laughs) (laughs) Just to put her opinion in the trash where it should go. Like, are, are there class implications? Sure. Are there gender implications? Sure. But it's just like the con... It's like, uh, it kind of reminds me uh, of, so I know you've heard that whole phrase about how women should support women. Like there's a special place in hell for women who don't support women. 
Yeah. Which is like a really good phrase. Like it's actually a really meaningful phrase because again, it's trying to dismantle a lot of this misogynistic crap about how like you should hate other women and like backstab them and whatever. An asterisk next to it that says like to an extent. Well, it reminds me of, um, I think this was last year. Uh, Kellyanne Conway. Bing, bing, bing. Had this whole on the record rant where she was pissed off at this journalist for whatever she wrote. And one of the things she said was, there's a special place in hell for women who don't support women. And that's the fucking problem. Because it's like, you're using that not to support your gender and uplift it and, like, help dismantle the shit that makes sexism exist, but you're using it to, like, lord your power over people and to say you can't criticize me in any regard because i am lady yeah which is not what that's supposed to mean yeah no no as far as like as far as the class implications go like you can't really be classist against a class that's in (laughs) power just reverse racism isn't real we say eat the rich it's You know, it's not that we're being, like... It's not a helpful cooking tip. Make sure you use salt. Anyway. (laughs) Adobo, please. Oh, goodness. You're Latina, you should know her. But, you know, where there can be discourse, there shall be discourse. Internet rule number 60. I don't know. 69. Nice. Nice. Bindle and others claim that Karen is used enough by white men for it to have morphed into a misogynistic slur, and that this furthers its classism and ageism. One Guardian article, which I link in the show notes, but is real dumb, <laughs> talks about its use as a way for men to tell women to shut up, and calling out women who defend the meme, saying, I'm reminded of the cool girl passage in Gone Girl. Yeah, I'm not a basic pushy mum type woman, I'm a cool girl, Mm. Let's see how long de- denigrating your own sex works for you, ladies. They haven't read Gone Girl. They have not read Gone Girl, clearly. But also, that's mm. not what it fucking... That's not what the cool girl thing means. No. Also, like we said before, don't be Kellyanne Conway. Just, Just don't. don't. She also... If you're doing something and wonder would Kellyanne do this, and the answer is yes, stop. Stop. Just stop it immediately. And... I don't know. Donate to Planned Parenthood. Go back to hell. (laughs) Donate to Planned Parenthood and then go back to hell. (laughs) She also talks about its inherent ageism because Karen is typically a mother and typically middle-aged. Again, these are things that are typical but not required for the meme. And classism because, and, and, and this is her reasoning, that while it may have upper class connotations in the U.S., It doesn't in the UK, not like the names Emily or Isabel. So it's actually a slur against working class women. No, no, that does not work how I think that she thinks it works. You keep saying that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. It's such a weird argument because it's like, first of all, part part of memes is that they're affected by outside pressure. So like, it doesn't have to be Karen anywhere else. I'm sure that like, in, you know, in other countries, they use a different name that means whatever. 
Well, probably, but she's also suggesting that there are no poor American Karens. <laughs> like, that that's not what we're talking about. It's just a stand-in. It's so weird. It's such a weird... And again, like, not like the names Emily or Isabel. Was, I, I didn't write it exactly, but it was said, like, if you try to use those names, the meme doesn't work. And I'm like, oh, no. As long as you say it the right way, any name works. Oh, yeah. Like, thanks, Emily. What the... F-? You know, like, it, it, it's it's... It's an intention. Yeah. <laughs> so, ugh, okay. And then there was this poll. It was tweeted by Journalist Excellence Worldwide asking, The term Karen is being used as a sexist and racist slur. Considering this is an equivalent of the N-word for white women, should it be banned on Twitter? Hey, hey, guys. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, if... If you're comparing two words and you can't say one of them, that's the worst that's word. That's the worst word. Yeah. Yeah, that's the bad one. That's the that's like those like those fox I I've definitely seen those fox screenshots where it's like is cracker and the n word the same or like a same level of badness or whatever and again it's like which one are we bleeping out again? I can't. Uh-huh. Could we uh-huh. Uh-huh. Could we talk about it? Of course, this poll went viral. And people were up in arms on both sides. News articles were written. Pundits were talking. Think pieces were done. The discourse was discoursing. (laughs) But, like so many things that inspire social media riots, the whole thing was fake. That, That doesn't surprise me. That Twitter account, Journalist Excellence Worldwide, is not a real thing. Some hints that they're not real. They call themselves... Hashtag Biden boys. Oh. Which is a thing no one calls themselves. Nope. Even, not even Hunter Biden. <laughs> Fuck you, dad. <laughs> this is why I do cocaine. And they say they're discriminated against as members of the JLGBTQ. I'm sorry, the what? JLGBTQ. Are those LGBTQ? people who practice Jainism, maybe? The J stands for journalist. What? Mm-hmm. So again, fake. Yeah. The account in the poll was the brain baby of Dustin Levitt, which is a pseudonym used by an Oregon-based anti-leftist prankster and troll. He's done other stuff. This kind of trolldom, I didn't get a lot into him, but this kind of trolldom is when, like, you post something so outrageously, like, leftist. So, like, oh, um, because we we hate guns, we're going to shoot babies to, like, prove how much we hate guns. Hashtag Antifa. I mean, it's basically everything that Alex Jones believes is true. Right. It's the freaking frogs gay. The freaking frogs are gay. And so, like... These troll the, these trolls do this to like make right wing folks be like, oh my god, the left has gone too far, and then like <laughs> leftists are like, y'all think journalist is part of the queer community, which is just dumb, because hmm. no one believes that. So after the poll went viral, Levitt threatened in a very Karen like way. To press charges against anyone retweeting or sharing the recent poll or other content for that matter with the intent to incite harm or harassment to their team. Hilarious. I mean, trolls gonna troll and like, 
there's a very part of me that's just like I almost respect it because I know I know so so many well-intentioned good people who are like you know can can you believe all of these people who who sincerely believe that Karen is as bad as the N word? <gasps> like, no, no, it's. I don't know where to fit this in, so this seems as good a point as any. Like, my dog is a Karen. Like, I don't. I don't think that we like Karen needs to be limited. I think it can be used freely. I love my dog very much, but she is. She wants to speak to your manager right now, please. My my neighbors legitimately just call my dog Karen. That's not her name. <laughs> And again, it's like Karen. Karen can absolutely you be used to talk about anyone, and but and but what I'm talking about, like it's used for specifically white women, like that. When you use it about a white woman, there's a specific reasons why. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like that racist component can't be understated. Yeah. Like it's in there. Yeah. So, even with this completely ridiculous pull unmasked, there's still plenty of people decrying the use of Karen. And it is true that the use of Karen as a meme is complicated by the fact that sexism and ageism do exist. Those are things. That's true. That's kind of fair. But context fucking matters. Yeah. A teenage girl using TikTok to call out her grandparents who still call her girlfriend a gal pal and going, okay, boomers is very different from adult men on Twitter yelling, okay, boomer, at every person over 60 who disagrees with them. Although that's hilarious in an ironic way. (laughs) Are you you over 60? No. (laughs) I will not engage. And it's certainly not the same as a bunch of mostly straight white dudes using the word Karen to further their own sexist attitudes and ignore their culpability in maintaining white supremacy. Using the word Karen to shut down a woman who's telling you you're wrong is, of course, sexist and shit. But that doesn't mean Karen itself is a sexist term. Yeah. Just because white men co-opt the language of Karen does not make it theirs. And it isn't sexist or ageist for an underpaid black service worker to tweet about the Karens that she has to deal with in regards to her white, well-off customers. Yeah. It's also just more efficient use of language. That's what it, you know, language is a beautiful thing. It's always changing, adapting. And you know what's going to be a real unpopular baby name for like the next? Agatha. (laughs) In the end, really, it's all about power. On May 25th, 2020, Christian Cooper published a video of an altercation with a woman who would become Central Park Karen. (sighs) Calls her out for not having her dog leashed, which she ignores, until he takes dog treats out of his pocket. The incident escalates to the point where she approaches him, pointing her finger in his face and says, She will tell the police there's an African-American man threatening my life. She calmly pulls away, says excuse me, calls the police, and then starts becoming hysterical, as if she's in tears, saying that her life is being threatened. Luckily for Mr. Cooper, he left the park and got home safely. Thank God. Right? As for Central Park Karen, real name Amy Cooper, she faced immediate public backlash. 
She had to surrender her dog to the rescue organization and was fired from her job. She went on Anderson Cooper and apologized for her actions, saying, I'm not a racist. I did not mean to harm that man in any way. Also on May 25th, 2020, George Floyd was confronted by police officers regarding a suspected forged check in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Video footage showed Officer Derek Chauvin kneeling on his neck for a total of nine minutes. While laying face down on the road, Floyd repeatedly groans, pleading, saying he can't breathe. After about five minutes, Floyd stops moving and appears unconscious. The officer on Floyd's neck does not lift his knee until medical personnel arrive and carry him to an ambulance. Floyd died at the hospital, and while the officers involved have been fired, no charges have been filed. Here's the thing. No one wants to be a Karen, and middle-class white women especially do not want to be a Karen. I say this as a middle-ish class white woman. We want to be considered as individuals, to be known for who we are. We don't want to be grouped and judged based on these overarching characteristics that we don't have control over. But the thing is, it's easy to not be a Karen. Yeah. It's it's called treating people like they're people. It's called treating people like they're people. And further, if you find yourself getting really, really outraged about, like, the Karen term, and look deep within yourself. Deep. And maybe confront some underlying truths. This woman, this fucking Amy Cooper asshole, I'm sure that going into that interaction, she didn't think she was a racist. Absolutely. But she's also unwilling to look at her own actions and be able to say, the actions that I took were racist. I didn't realize that I was a racist. Fuck me, my bad. At the end of the day, after trails of Reddit threads and Twitter polls and viral videos, a Karen is a person who only sees herself as an individual who goes through the world prepared to fight the faceless hordes of lesser vans who don't immediately cater to her whims and is happy to leverage her power to get what she feels she is entitled to. And it is that feeling of entitlement that makes her absolutely a Karen. And that's this fucking guy. I'm just slow clapping you, baby. I'm so proud of you. But oh, also... The world is terrible. Give it me is, a self-care plan, please, for the love of God. Please, please, I please. will. Do mm -mm, mm -mm. Because so many Karens don't think they're Karens. Oh, they and you know what's great self-care? Dismantling white supremacy and advocating for racial justice. Google whether your local police department currently outfits on-duty police officers with a body-worn camera and requires that the body-worn camera be turned on immediately when officers respond to a police call. If they don't, write to your city or town government representative and police chief to advocate for it. Donate to anti-white supremacy work, such as your local Black Lives Matter chapter, the National Council for Incarcerated and Formerly Incarcerated Women and Girls, the NAACP, Southern Poverty Law Center, and so many others. Donate to groups that are working to put women of color into elected office to get out the vote and to restore voting rights to the disenfranchised voters, such as Collective PAC, Higher Heights, and Woke Vote. You can also support Black women and women of color who are running for office in your community. And remember, 
If you're scared, white, and trying not to be vilified after your racist ass calls the cops on black people for doing not a goddamn thing, call 1-844-WHITE-FEAR. A legitimate number. The infomercial starring the incredible Nisi Nash is fucking hilarious and is in the show notes. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Call it. See what happens. Oh, it's so good. It's so fucking good. Yeah, it's it's really good. And and again, like like Ginger has said, Karen is a universal term. The core of Karen is entitlement. The core of Karen is a 13-year-old chihuahua who fucking will bite you for looking at her wrong. She will. She's done it before. She'll kill again. And you don't want to be like that. Mm. Don't be that chihuahua. Don't be that chihuahua. <laughs> Pictures of that chihuahua in the show notes. <laughs> anyway, that's going to be all for us this week, folks. If you like what you're hearing, you should check us out on thisfnguypod.com or on Twitter for as long as Twitter is still going to exist. Who fucking knows at this point? <laughs> <laughs> at this FN guy pod. Uh, we are also on Facebook at this fucking guy. And if you found us through Facebook, hello, welcome. Thank you for joining hey, us. Hey, if you like a meme. If you like a meme. Get yourself a meme. You should be following us on Facebook. Um, our Patreon still exists. We're actually going to be uploading an episode that we just did about revisionism and Harry Potter um, that Ren uh, researched and is very cool and exciting, if that's something that interests you. But, you know, again, like we've said many times before, times are tough. Maybe don't give us money right now. We're okay. Like, don't donate to your local We're food okay. pantry. Content will be there Absolutely. As always, I am Ren Martinez. And I'm Ginger Golub. Here's a bonus self-care tip. Make sure to tip your delivery drivers. They are doing the Lord's work. And not no $2 shit. I mean at no. least $5. Thank you. Minimum. And don't be this fucking Karen. Peace. Peace. This fucking guy.